The fact that mobile devices pose threats to enterprise IT systems isn't news. But exactly what are those threats? To find out, the industry group Cloud Security Alliance conducted a survey among its members to determine just that. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking with Dan Hubbard, Chief Technology Officer of Alliance member OpenDNS, an Internet security provider, and lead contributor to the Alliance's report based on the survey. It's titled, Top Threats to Mobile Computing. Welcome, Dan. Thank you very much for having me. First off, survey on mobile computing was conducted by the Cloud Security Alliance. Take a few moments to explain the synergy between mobile and cloud computing. Yes. You know, I also chaired previously a couple of years ago the top threats to the cloud, and it's time um, for us to do a refresh of that. And when we started doing a, a refresh of it, uh, mobile kept coming up over and over again. And we thought that mobility and the way things are moving at such a rapid pace in mobility, it is very aligned to the cloud. However, we thought that it actually deserved its own um, kind of framework and survey data and report that outside of the top threats to the cloud. Mobility is really 100% driven from the cloud and to the cloud and kind of without the cloud, it, it's very difficult for mobility to work. Yeah, it also, I guess, goes away from the traditional way of IT where you had servers and computers within the enterprise itself. Now the cloud is off from the enterprise as well as mobile devices. Absolutely. You know, a, a lot of security tenants today are built off of the, the fact that you have this visible single point in your network where you can look at all of the traffic and, and make uh, deterministic decisions and uh, potentially log and, and have visibility to the traffic. The cloud and, of course, mobility and, and, and the consumerization of IT are changing all of that. So this kind of single traffic or lane or freeway doesn't exist anymore. It's now actually going out to, uh, to other places that you may not necessarily have access to. We'll go into specific points of the survey in just a moment, but generally, what is your takeaway from the entire survey? One was that we had results come in really quickly, and we had a really diverse group of uh, people, uh, you know, more than 200 people in more than 26 different countries. Um, so this is uh, clearly a lot of global interest here. Some of the things that made the list were surprised to me and, and some of the, uh, from a ranking perspective, and then some of what people thought were the future threats were also uh, quite of interest to me. We'll get to that in a moment. The survey identified what it calls the evil eight top threats to mobile. Let's address a few. Number one on the list was data loss from lost, stolen, or decommissioned devices. How much of a challenge such losses present to end user organizations, and are you surprised that was number one? No, I'm definitely not surprised that was number one. It is definitely top of mind for corporate professionals where, especially at the senior level, the officers frequently have kind of this pocket of information and sensitive information quite frequently on their devices because of the small footprint of the devices and the use. Um, you know, there's a likelihood that the devices clearly can be lost um, or potentially stolen or picked up um, from somebody else. And that information, of course, at that point becomes at risk. Data losses from the devices being misplaced or or stolen or not decommissioned properly, and I think it's probably been top of mind for quite some time. What can the organization do about that? There's a variety of things. One for sure is to make sure that the devices have minimum passwords set on them, above and beyond kind of the four character passwords, um, you know, six plus. Encryption is also very important. So if somebody does get the device, it, it just is another hurdle that they have to get across, get through um, kind of some of the encryption. And of course, some companies are offering, and actually a lot of the phones now, a lot of the devices have the ability to wipe the device remotely if you've lost it and are not comfortable with, with the data that's on it. Number two on the Evil 8 list was information stealing mobile malware. Is this a problem vendors create by not manufacturing more secure devices? Uh, what should uh, end user companies do about this problem? 
most of the attack, although the numbers are pretty small, they are going up uh, pretty rapidly, and they are in large part focused really around Android devices. The kind of device diversity that Android brings, you know, there's so many different variants of it that are out there and so many different ways that the platform can be delivered. There's also a number of different stores. There's not the lockdown um, that the Apple product can only really um, legitimately download apps directly from Apple. So they have a little bit more of a central place where they can do the security versus Android, which is quite a bit more distributed. And the user has the option actually to to turn that off and download apps from wherever they want. So with that, you know, most of the malware we've seen has been around Android devices. It's, it's pretty simple economics from the attacker standpoint. They're just going to go where information and the users are. And this is just another piece of technology that has expanded the kind of surface of things to, uh, that they can attack. Are there more secure marketplace stores than others? Yes, definitely. The main companies being predominantly Apple, Google, the Play Store, and, and Amazon are significantly more secure than kind of the, the third party and kind of unknown locations. A lot of these are very popular in the Asia Pacific area, China and Southeast Asia, where stores are quite often have broken some type of digital rights management for free access to things that are otherwise available in the other stores. But also there there has been a number of stores that have compromised and have actually malicious apps built in along with those kind of cracked uh, free apps. The number three and number four threats have something in common, third-party applications. Number three is data loss and data leakage through poorly written third-party apps. And number four is vulnerabilities within devices, operating systems, design, and third-party applications. What can be done to assure that either third-party apps are written more securely or vetting third-party apps before being downloaded on mobile devices? You usually are downloading apps from a central location, unlike kind of, you know, the Windows in the past where you just get apps anywhere and install them from anywhere at any given time. There is quite a bit more control around how apps get published and download. With that, there is a lot of security checks that the provider of the app stores can do, and, and some have talked about that, um, whether it be um, Google with some of their tools that they've announced and Apple with some of the things that they do in, in the publishing process. Unfortunately, it is a, a very large numbers game. So, you know, there is a lot of apps that they're going through at any given time. You know, manually looking at every single app is particularly challenging to scale. So really, a lot of it is around the publishers creating the right process and looking at some of the apps in an automated, maybe a funneled approach where automated things will solve 95% of the problem. And then at the end of the day, maybe a a researcher has to look at the app and and decide whether or not it's something that can go into the store or not. At the beginning of this conversation, you mentioned there were some surprises you found in the survey. What were those surprises? The two surprises to me, first one really was around Wi-Fi and the access of Wi-Fi. We've talked about ubiquitous internet for quite some time, but depending on where you are, you know, it never ceases to amaze me where internet access is available. You know, it's pretty well in any retail, doorfront, coffee shop, restaurant, hotel, planes, trains, automobiles, you name it, there is some type of connectivity. So as this kind of ubiquitous connectivity is going out, more and more people are connecting because obviously the performance gains and potentially the cost savings of not having to use 3 or 4G. I was actually pretty surprised that that more than 80% of all the respondents believe that there were attacks that were happening over these unsecured Wi-Fi access points. And the second one was that um, almost two-thirds of all the respondents believe that next year, moving into 2013, there would be near-field communications and proximity-based attacks that will be happening.
And that is the new features that where you could like tap someone else's device and you could share content, correct? Yeah. So near field is, you know, unlike kind of standard Wi-Fi where you have a larger area where you can provide access and communicate, near field is a very small area, sometimes within centimeters, where you can either kind of connect the phones or bump the phones um, or the devices to share information. But it's also becoming a very popular way for payment. So you can actually do payment through some of the devices today that uh, just from connecting your phone to another device or to some type of point of sale terminal. Um, and maybe that's why people believe that uh, that's going to be a place the attackers are going to look at. Anything else you like that? I think this will be a space really to, to watch out, and, and it will be interesting to see how these threats and, and kind of perceived and, and real threats change moving forward. We plan on releasing this every six months, so we will definitely keep an eye on it. Thanks, Dan. Okay, thank you. I've been speaking with Dan Hubbard, lead contributor to the Cloud Security Alliance's new report, Top Threats to Mobile Computing. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.